and good morning to everyone in Southeast Louisiana. It is play-by-play coming to you live here on this Thursday. We've got two more shows this week before we send you off into your weekend. And we're happy to be here giving you the latest and greatest in high school athletics and even as we open up the umbrella and get beyond to college and pro. Before we give the layout of what the show is going to look like today, let's thank our sponsors for allowing us to be here today. The Blue Boot Foundation, Bent's RV located on Highway 90 in Boutique, Southland Dodge and Homa, Industrial Power Systems for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name. Do friend building materials got you covered for all your roofing needs. Buzz off the only all natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. Rouse's markets feels like home and golden motors where price is priority. Proudly supporting South Lafouche athletics and community youth sports organizations. A reminder, join us on Saturday for the sports corner presented by Terrebonne general health system with Stan Gravois and myself for the latest in local high school college and professional sports from your local sports experts sponsored by state bank and trust company. And then also reminder tomorrow, we've got South Lafouche against Vanderbilt pregame, six 30 kickoff at seven o'clock, the final regular season date for the Tarpons as they're going to try to take some momentum into the off season. So as we tell you always, if you're at work, go to the refrigerator, get you, you know, a Coke or, you know, go to the coffee pot, you know, pour your mug, maybe slip the shoes off a little bit, be prepared to be sitting at your desk for the next 90 or so minutes. We're going to be having a lot of fun. Try to take some of your worries away. I know at work, it's sometimes a little stressful. We're going to have fun for the next 90 minutes together. In the next segment, we're going to go to Covenant Christian Academy. CCA will have their football coach, Colin Mathern, on the line. CCA is going to the playoffs. And really, they don't have a whole lot to play for in Week 10, right? Like They're seated like 19th. If they win, they'll probably still be 19th. If they lose, they'll maybe drop to 20th. Like They're going to be locked into that number around 19 or 20. So CCA's got kind of a stress-free Week 10. I'm sure they're going to want to win and take some momentum. But they're not playing like for the chance to move up tremendously nor move down tremendously. So they got just kind of an opportunity to just kind of work on some stuff. And we'll talk with Cullen about that in the next segment. Remember yesterday we missed Taylor Griffin. Uh, Turtle was supposed to be on at 12.15 yesterday, but you know work meeting and some stuff came up. We had to rain check him. He'll be joining us at noon today, and Turtle and I will be talking everything that we usually talk about, LSU, the Saints, the Pelicans, WWE, everything in between. So we'll chat with Turtle at noon. Then at 12.20, we're going to have Darian Jenkins, South Lafouche girls basketball on the line, but she's also an assistant volleyball coach, so we'll ask her about her girls basketball team but also the volleyball team, which actually won a straight sets victory over Ellen yesterday and punched a ticket into the second round of the Division II state volleyball playoffs. So we'll have Darian on to talk about that. Then when we're done with Darian, 1235-ish, <clears throat> we'll open up the umbrella. We'll talk some LSU Alabama at the bottom of the show. We'll get you guys some betting picks and some things that we are expecting to see happen today. So some results from around the state in the volleyball state playoffs yesterday. Um... Remember the first day of the playoffs, which was Tuesday? We had a lot of local teams move on. Yesterday was kind of a mixed bag. In Division One, you have Hanville punch a ticket to the next round. They get a four-set win over Sulphur. The number 16 seed Hanville Tigers defeat number 17 Sulphur, and they move on to the next round. <clears throat> uh, the same couldn't be said for HL Bourgeois, unfortunately. The number 25 seed in the state of Louisiana they fall in straight sets to Natchitoches Central. Um, 
long year for HL Bourgeois. Their coach gets relieved of his duties in the preseason for ridiculous reasons, which we've talked about and chronicled. Um, you know, some some folks just kind of fill in. It was a young team. They make the playoffs. Hold your heads high. You've got a young group. They're going to be back. Super proud of that team for everything that they were able to accomplish this year uh, through a storm that, frankly, was avoidable and shouldn't have ever happened. Terrebonne, a little bit of a surprise here. Terrebonne, the number 15 seed in Division One, they actually fall in straight sets last night, losing to Rustin 28-26, 25-19, 25-15. So Rustin, the number 18 seed in the state, they actually move on to the next round to await either Mount Cormel or Lafayette, a match that will be played today. Division Two, um, that's where we have a lot of local teams in the bracket. including uh, Assumption. That's the number four seed in Division Two. They get a straight sets win over Warren Easton. How about these scores? 25-4, to 25-1, to one, and 25-7. to seven. I don't care who you're playing. You know, number 29 seed Warren Easton, or if you're just facing Air, to win 25-1 to one in a set, that's no mistakes at all. That's, you know, you're never hitting it into the net on the serve. You're never, you know, hitting it wide on a outside, you know, hitter trying to kill it. That's Excellent volleyball from Assumption there. They move on to the next round. They'll take on George Washington Carver. South Lafouche was a little worried maybe about their opening round matchup, right? Because they had played Ellender a couple of times in the season, and Ellender had even gotten on the winning end of a few of those. Lake Tarpons left no doubt last night. They dominate Ellender. 25-11, 25-12, 25-17, a straight sets win for the Lady Tarpons. Number 14 seed goes over number 19. South Lafouche will now punch a ticket to the next round while they'll face number three, Benjamin Franklin, who defeated Neville. Also in Division Two, we have South Terrebonne waiting to play. They'll play Brobridge today. Division Three, we had already told you that E.D. White moved on to the next round. They did that on Tuesday. They'll take on Westlake, who beat Bruley in five sets. That match will be actually today. So E.D. White's competing for a spot to go to Sulphur today. Vanderbilt competed yesterday in the opening round, and they had some success. They got a straight sets win over Iowa, 25-17, 25-12, and 25-17. So Vanderbilt will be taking on Hannon in a matchup that'll be tomorrow, where E.D. White will be taking on Westlake today. A couple of more local results, and we'll talk some high school football briefly before the break. We had, let's see, um, uh, oh, pulled up the wrong bracket here. Reminder that we also had a CCA and, and Homa Christian who are still alive. They got wins earlier in the week. Uh, Homa Christian will be taking on Metairie Park Country Day today at 5.30, and CCA will be taking on Westminster Christian today on the road. So best of luck to those teams. Now let's talk a little bit of high school football very quickly before we wrap things up. We've got a lot of matchups on tomorrow that are going to decide whether teams make the playoffs, whether they don't make the playoffs, what their seed's going to be, and, and everything in between. Um, in our local 5A district, Division One, um, it's going to be if Thibodeau beats Destrehan, they're going to make the playoffs. We know that. And they're going to be as a very strong seed. If they lose, it's going to be crunching numbers, doing math, and it's going to be really damn close. It's going to be like election night where a race is so close to call that, you know, you're counting every single last vote. If Thibodeau loses to Destrehan, it's going to be razor thin as to whether or not they could hold on to the number 28 seed, which they currently hold. 
They're going to need Sam Houston to lose. They're going to need Santa Monica to lose, Ponchatoula to lose. They're going to need everybody in the vicinity of them to fall if they want to hold on to their positioning. Just looking at it right now, Sam Houston's facing 8-1 and one Southside. They're likely to fall. That helps Thibodeau. Santa Monica, I think, is in a different boat, though. I think Santa Monica, who is currently number 29, I think they're favored to win. Just looking at the math here, you, Santa Monica is going to be facing uh, a three-win team, Live Oak. That's going to be a 50-50 game there. Santa Monica could very easily win that game. It's going to be close is what I'm getting at. Thibodeau would do themselves very well to win. The problem is they're playing Destrehan. Division 2, you've got um, – wait, I pulled up the wrong thing. Division 2 select is where I want to go. You've got teams that are playing for a lot. E.D. White's playing to maybe be the number one overall seed. If they could beat St. James, they're going to move up from number four. They're going to maybe be number two, maybe number one. Vanderbilt, they're currently number 23. If they lose to South Lafouche, adios amigo, you're out. You're out. So they're playing for their season tomorrow night against the Tarpons. And you go to Division II non-select. Assumptions 22. They need to have it. They need to have it. They fall to South Terrebonne. It's going to be really close because, yeah, they're 22. That's a long distance from 28. But the difference in the numbers between 22 and 28 isn't a lot. If they lose, they could realistically fall all the way out. Ellender's 31. They've got to beat Lutcher to get in. So Homa Christian, their Division Three select, they're sitting in a pretty good spot. They're currently seated. Let's see. Homa Christian. I'm sorry. They're, they're Division Four select. My bad, y'all. Homa Christian's in a pretty good spot right now. No, they are Division Three. Why am I not seeing them? My numbers are struggling here right now, folks. My bad. My computer. There we go. They're 23rd Division Three select. They're in a good spot. If they win, they're going to get in. But if they lose, they got potential to, to not get in. And as we told you, you got CCA and Division Four select that's sitting in a good spot. They're currently seated 19th. Really can't move up, really can't move down. So it's kind of a low-pressure situation for CCA. But either way, there are a lot of big matchups and a lot of opportunities for teams to either get in or bow out. It is the playoffs for a lot of teams tomorrow, and we can't wait to see how it shakes out. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going to Cullen Mathurin with Covenant Christian Academy. It is play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. Looking to achieve a healthier lifestyle but have little time? The Terrebonne General Executive Health Program can improve your overall health for a lifetime in one visit. With little to no waiting, you get a whole year of wellness in one convenient location. Our preventative screenings increase your well-being by providing early detection against illness. With exceptional VIP service, you leave with a plan in hand to achieve a healthier lifestyle tailored for you. Call the Terrebonne General Executive Health Team at 985-850-6204 today. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's Shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's Shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you and load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Market. Feels like home. If your business needs serious hustle, our internet has plenty. Switch to Rev Business All Fiber Internet with fiber optic velocity close to the speed of light. Sign up and get three months free and 30% off. Build your plan at letsrev.biz. Let's Rev. Whoever said you can't have it all never had internet that could do it all. 
Switch to Rev. No contracts, no data caps, no nonsense. It's the high-speed internet you need. Build your plan at Let'sRev.com. Let's Rev. You know weather bug users when you see them. The umbrellas before the storm. The scarves before the blizzard. The flip-flops before the heat wave. The prepared few. Well, not so few. Over 10 million people use the WeatherBug app for hyper-local weather reports and real-time updates that prepare you for whatever happens next. With more free map layers than any other weather app, WeatherBug sees the unforeseen to protect you from the unpredictable. Download the WeatherBug app today for free. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. Hi, I am Rebecca Robichaud. I am a native of Lafouche Parish, born in Thibodeau. I am an attorney. My law office is on Bayou Lafouche in Raceland. I have been practicing law for 40 years. I have been a tough advocate for all my clients. I will be firm and fair as your judge. Early voting is October 25th through November 1st. Election day is November 8th. I am number 60 on the ballot. Please vote for me. Paid for by the committee to elect Rebecca Robichaud. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. We go to the phone lines now. We have Coach Mathern over at CCA on the line. His team has got a Week 10 matchup with Centerville at home tomorrow night. Coach, good morning, buddy. How are you? Doing good. Good morning. Yeah, man. Look, I was just talking about this in the first segment of the show is that you guys are in, bro. I was looking at the numbers. You guys are in. And more important than being in, like, you really can't move up nor move down a whole lot. So it's just kind of an opportunity to maybe better yourselves and, and then try to you know play some of your best football. Kind of a stress-free game on Friday night, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Um, you know, I, I've made the seniors. It's a big night for our seniors, you know, to go out. Last time they're probably going to play, you know, at Nickel Stadium. So to try to put some pressure on it, um, you know, I've really told the team about the whole if we lose, we're probably not moving anywhere. So I'm trying to put pressure. Uh, to hopefully play our best brand of football. I really don't want to give them, you know, a little escape like, hey, if you lose, it's okay, you know, because I really, really want to see because our first-round matchup is going to be a challenge. You know, right now we're looking at, like, Slaughter or Sacred Heart, something like that. So this Friday night, it's, it's a big one for me because I would love to get a win to create some momentum and some motivation moving into the first round. So it's, it is a stress-free game, but I'm trying to hype it up to really get our best football played right now. Yeah, no doubt. Look, man, it, it's almost a situation where it, it should, on paper, at least be a very competitive game, too. You guys are 
beating some of the teams that they're beating by about the same amount. You guys are falling to some of the teams that they're falling to by about the same amount. Just looking at it on paper, looks like a very even, a very evenly matched ball game, and it looks like it's going to be a four-quarter game that's going to come down to the wire. Oh, yeah. Centerville's tough. Uh, they got some big boys, and, you know, they do a lot of things well. They play defense very, very well. And, uh, yeah, I'm excited. It should be a game. We, we've played Centerville plenty of times. We know what to expect. Uh, we've seen them during the summer in 7-7s. Seven uh, so we, we definitely definitely know what we're getting ourselves into. We know about the talent level, about the face. And like I said, it's going to come down to a little bit of details of who's going to win the, the game tomorrow night. So, bro, let me ask you this, man. I saw you guys in the scrimmage whenever you guys came down and played South Lafouche. And, frankly, I thought that your offense looked very good. And, and I know you guys were actually missing some guys for that scrimmage. But during the season, man, it's been a little bit of a grind. You got the 30 against Highland Baptist and scored a little bit on Morgan City. But, man, other than that, offense has been a little bit of a struggle. So, what's been going on, man? Well, so it starts out that your starting QB gets injured. And then your backup QB gets a fractured hip. So, he's out for the season. Uh, Then you go into district play. and You open up district play with Vermilion Catholic, who's ranked number one in the entire state. Then you go to Central Catholic, who's ranked number two. And you go to Hanson Memorial, who's ranked number seven, who's all going to be, you know, off next week. And so as we're trying to figure out, okay, who the heck's our third-string QB, because at a 1A school you really don't have a third-string QB, uh, and just trying to put those pieces together, we went through the roughest stretch of, you know, anybody in 1A and just keep just continually trying to put it together. And like I said, we are, you know, unfortunately a skeleton squad compared to what y'all saw in Galliano about two months ago, because I say we the injury bug has hit us this year on both the quarterback and O line, and when you ain't got a quarterback and you ain't got an O line, it's kind of hard to point points up on the board. Suddenly things are starting to make sense, coach. <laughs> Man, I didn't realize oh, that absolutely. you guys were fighting it like that. Um, is it a situation where you're starting to get some of those kids back, or are they lost for the year, or what was that situation? So the quarterbacks are out for the season uh once you know ankles and then the other one's a fractured fractured tailbone uh so we, we basically took one of our slot receivers uh moved him to quarterback the linemen are the linemen are back so that's that's a good thing but took basically a slot receiver moved him to quarterback had to make it a little bit more of a run oriented offense with him uh and throwing and that's kind of what gave us challenges during the central catholic familiar. and then we played ascension catholic who was really really good as well because we have to become more of a run-oriented team because he's a natural runner but not a great thrower. Uh, and then it's just, it's just hard to move the ball when, you know, the defense is banking on the run. And you want to throw the ball, but, you know, he's not confident when doing it. So, like I said, it's, it's a grind it out, do what we got to do to try to get first downs and uh, just, like, basically lean towards more of the defensive side than the offensive side. So tell us about this, man. You said it's senior night for your crew and there's the last opportunity to play a home game and all that good stuff. Um Dude, this is a senior group, and you know it's not just you guys. It's everywhere around the state. It's it's a class of seniors this year that have been through so much. They've had to endure COVID. They've had to endure contact tracing and masking. They had to endure Ida. Like it's a group that has been through hell and back, but they've survived it, man. I'm sure it's a group that's very special to you. Oh, they are. They are. They um they were sophomores when I took this job, and uh, it's a small senior class. You know, I can't. I know a lot of people are you know, talking about their senior classes and all the huge, I got four, you know, I got four and, you know, two of them came out for the first time this year. So uh, of the, all the treacheries of COVID and the hurricanes, I have two of them that made it out. Uh, one's a kid named Kevon. Kevon's great. We have one that transferred from Terrebonne. This is really his first year playing football for us. 
another kid was a baseball kid that decided to come out a senior year. And the other, other senior year I have is JT Two-Tone, who's, who's been through the trenches with me as well. So it's, it's an interesting group, two of the guys who've been here since day one, two of them that are kind of brand new. But they gelled together as a senior class, and even though there's only four of them, they've been good leaders this year. So, I mean, look, you guys are heading towards the postseason um, and only have a four-person senior group. I mean, I'm sure that's got to have everybody out there super excited as you guys are bringing a whole lot back. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 hard because you want to, you, you know, you look forward to the future, and I'm returning. I'm going to be returning 10 starters on offense, basically be returning about 9 to 10 starters on defense. Uh, so, yeah, next year is a very, very bright spot. But, to, you know, give contribute to those seniors – and all they work for, you know, we're not going to stop and look for the future at all. We still got Friday night ahead of us. And then when the playoffs start, you only got to beat a team once, you know, so it's, it's, you want to try to go out as best as you can with that senior class because they deserve it. But at the same time, you look at next year and the eight grade class with, I think, seven and two this year. Uh, so the eight grade class we got coming up is really, really special. We got a lot of great, like really, really good seven graders that are going to get some varsity time next year. So, yeah, we would definitely want to send out the seniors the right way, but when you look down the road, the road looks really, really good. Earlier in the interview, you know, we kind of said, all right, the Centerville matchup in terms of the numbers and stuff aren't going to affect you. It's maybe low stress as a coach. But, man, you, you kind of touched on it also is, you know, we want to be hitting on all cylinders. We want to take some momentum going into the playoffs. Talk about the importance of that. You know, hey, you guys want to get in, sure, but you also want to get in playing some good ball. Oh, absolutely. And, Winning, winning is, you know, contagious. You know, you get a win. We get a win tomorrow night. You know, you feel a little bit better on Monday. Your Monday practice goes a little bit better when Friday night was a win. You know, we, we told our guys, look, we're going to play. I think we're 19 right now. I'm pretty sure we're not moving. And so we're going to play the 14 seed. And I look at our guys and, like, look, we played Vermillion. We played Central Catholic. We played uh, Ascension Catholic. We played uh, Hanson. All those guys are in the top 10. And I said, you've seen what the top of you know the top looks like. If Vermilion Catholic doesn't win the whole thing, then I don't know who else would. And I said, y'all have seen the top of this bracket. Y'all have seen what the best of the best look like. The team we're going to play next week is going to look a lot like us. You know, so it's not like a playoff deal where you're about to run into a juggernaut. With the way this thing's set up, guys, y'all could very go very well go win round one, and then you got a two game winning streak going into a tough opponent, and that's that's what you want. That's high school football. Yeah, no doubt about that, brother. Before we let you go, what are some keys to victory? What are some things you guys got to do well tomorrow, man? Oh, for, for keys to victory, very simple is, you know, we feel special teams-wise we can make some plays on special teams uh, to capitalize. Offensively, we just got to get first down. Uh, we, we're getting better and better each week with this new QB. He's in a stretch right now where, you know, generates defense was very tough last week. We like our matchup versus Centerville. We feel like we got a little bit more speed. So really coming together as a quarterback, he's gotten so much better throwing the ball. I think last week was his best week throwing out of every week we've had so far. And Like I said, we like it. We think we're going to be a lot more balanced. So the ability to just move the ball, score points, and then defensively for Centerville, they, they like to just pound the rock at you. Uh, they're different than when they were. They used to be wing T. They're a little spread now, but they still got that punch-you-in-the-mouth mentality. So we just got to fit our gaps correctly and just play good fundamental football. I told the guys yesterday, that's old Bob Knight quote, that the team that makes fewer mistakes, victory will favor. And so we've been cleaning it up all, uh, this entire week. Last yesterday's practice looked really good. Uh, we're cutting practice short today because our volleyball team's in the second round. So a bunch of our guys are going to support the volleyball team. So I'm looking for a really, really good crisp practice today. Take it into tomorrow. Good stuff, brother. Thanks so much for the time. Good luck, buddy.
All right, thank you. Yep, that is Coach Mathern with CCA doing a good job. They're in. You know, they're going to make it in. And, and I think what he said a second ago about, you know, hey, in the, the opening round, we're going to be facing a team that's going to be pretty similar to us. I don't think he's wrong on that either. I think that they're going to be in a spot where they could be competitive in that opening round matchup. You look at some of the teams seated there near where they're going to be. Um, it's it's teams that are going to be favorable. You know, Slaughter Community Charter, Sacred Heart, you know, Cedar Creek, Del High. Those are teams that they could potentially play with. So so we'll see. And, you know, he's right also is that, hey, you could you could get a little momentum and get a little vibe and a little bit of uh, energy if you get a win on Friday. Who knows? Might, might be a little spark. But CCA is one of those teams locally that is comfortably in the playoffs. And we look forward to seeing how their bracket situation shakes out on Sunday when the brackets are released. Let's catch a break when we get back. We're going to the Turtle. We're going to do friend building materials and have Taylor Griffin on the line. We'll be chatting with all kinds of stuff with Taylor. It's play-by-play here on KLEB. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. At Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at DoFriendLumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the do-friend difference. Terrebonne General Health System, where medical science meets the art of caring, is committed to providing the latest advances in medical technology with a gentle caring touch. This is evident in our high-tech, high-touch approach to healthcare. As a trusted healthcare resource, we deliver both life-saving, compassionate inpatient services and life-changing preventive care, while also providing wellness needs and out reach throughout the Bayou region. To learn about how Terrebonne General is providing innovative healthcare solutions, visit tghealthsystem.com. Baby, you a song, you make me want to roll my windows down and cruise. Next Wednesday, next Wednesday, mark your calendar, circle it in your little pocketbook, um, Play-by-play is going on the road. We're going to Terrebonne General uh, to the locker room for uh, Terrebonne General Media Day. We'll have all the basketball coaches on the area, around the area, on talking about their teams, previewing their teams. That'll be next Wednesday over at the locker room. Cannot wait to bring play-by-play on the road. And it's a great segue because now we go to Taylor Griffin, who's our broadcast partner here on Coastal Broadcasting for our high school basketball endeavors. Turtle, what's going on, brother? How you doing, man? Hey, good, good. How y'all doing over there? Doing fine, man. Look, I was just, you know, kind of previewing and segueing the fact that 
High school basketball is right around the corner. We've got the Lafouche Paris Jamboree next week over at Thibodeau. And, you know, then the week after that, you know, maybe some Hall of Fame games and different stuff like that. But we're inching closer to that Thanksgiving tournament over at Thibodeau High School, which is where a lot of our local teams start their season. Can't wait to see how it shakes out, man. Some folks are very excited about their teams. Got a feeling it's going to be a good year for high school basketball locally. Yes, indeed, man. Yes, indeed. We, uh, you know, high school basketball, it's always, there's always, you know, there's something special about it. It's like, you know, it's the last stop for, you know, anybody who just has a little bit of athleticism and, and a lot of passion that, you know, they can get out there, you know. Once you get to the college level, it starts thinning out. <laughs> you know, it's it's a lot more talented after that. But man, that just the uh, you know high school football is great. Uh, I'm not knocking it at all. So it's so it's baseball and all the other sports. But there's something special about the intimacy of being, you know, you're sitting with your feet on the same floor as the playing field that you're watching here, and you you're up close and personal watching these guys, their facial expressions. You could see the sweat coming off of them. You could see, you could feel what they're feeling on the floor. And like I said, this is the the last stop for you know, just passion and drive will get you on the floor. And this is a uh, you know, this is a lot of guys. You know, this is the highlight of their lives up to this point, and they're uh, they're giving everything they got. And we, uh, hell, you and I love to broadcast it and talk about it. I was actually visiting with my cousin Travis Gisclair yesterday, and they're they are currently the the folks that are housing Brandon Daniels. And I asked him, I said, "How's my boy BJ doing?" And he said, "Oh yeah, he's doing good." And then I asked him, "Is he going to be ready for basketball season?" And Travis kind of giggled and said, "Well, he better be because that's all he does." So it sounds like BJ's ready to go, bro. I saw him on campus. He is he's lean. He's in shape. He's very cut up. I'm looking forward to see what the man child is going to do this coming season. I got a feeling he's going to have a big year. Good man. Good. Yeah. I mean this. Last season was such an incredible year for him. We uh, we had such a blast uh, doing all his games. Uh, he's he's something special. He's hands down the best player in the area right now. Before anyone dribbles one ball, I mean he's he's that guy. He's one of the best players in the state. We it was evident last year. Uh, I cannot wait to see what he brings to the table this season. Let's talk some LSU football. They got the big one on Saturday. You're hosting Alabama in Tiger Stadium with an opportunity to not just win the SEC West, but to make the college football playoff. You're ranked number 10 in the initial college football playoff rankings. Um, Last year's game between LSU and Alabama was interesting. Coach Ogeron was on the way out. He had the guys just kind of playing, kind of pissing into the wind. Hey, whatever happens, happens. And you almost go on the road and win and kind of limit Alabama's offense. They had like six yards rushing in the whole game. Something tells me Alabama's going to be a little bit more physical this go-around. Something tells me Alabama's going to be a little bit more focused this go-around. Man, I love LSU, but it's going to be tough, especially at home. It's going to be tough on Saturday. Something tells me Alabama's going to be a little T-O, uh, P.O. coming into this one. Yeah, yeah, um, and especially with, with Alabama already having <laughs> a loss this year. They know they can't afford another one. Um and whatever bulletin board material they've got from last year against LSU, man, uh, I'm with you. I'm, I love LSU. I'll, <laughs> I'll never cheer for Alabama for any reason. Uh, I'm going to the game. But, man, we're just talking reality here. It's going to be really tough. I mean, the Tigers are going to have to play a perfect game to give themselves a chance to win. But, you know, what's crazy is that, you know, while I do think that the line is about right, which is Alabama favored by 13, and I, you know, I think all that's about right, 
if it gets to the fourth quarter and it's close, I'm going to think LSU is going to find a way to win. Miss Taylor, every single game this season, they've been the stronger team in the fourth quarter. And, you know, LSU That's fans, right. they had a fit, man, at the beginning of Brian Kelly's tenure. Oh, man, he's getting rid of Tommy Moffitt. Like, he's such a great strength and conditioning coach. Whatever they got now is working because they are the stronger team every single time. I think that'll be the message, man. Just get me to the second half with a chance because when this team has a chance, they usually cash in on it. You said it best. I mean, uh, I wish there was something I could add to it, but all I'd be <laughs> doing is repeating what you said. <laughs> they're, they're a fantastic second-half team. Sometimes it takes them a little while to get going, but, man, if they are within reach, if they are within the slightest bit of range, and there's a second-half storm coming. If they have a chance in the fourth quarter, they have a chance to win. Let's talk about this for a second because Texas A&M is a mess right now. They're three and five, and you know we're not going to break down Texas A&M football. That's not what we do. But one thing that Jimbo Fisher said kind of piqued my interest, and it got my wheels spinning. So I want to bounce it off of you. That he was asked about recruiting, and he said, "You know, hey man, I'm really not that worried about my recruiting because we're not playing well, and recruits could see, hey man, like I could go over there and I could play right away." As fans, we often think, man, you have to win every single game to keep your recruiting class intact. And I'm sure there's some merit to that because Alabama has the number one class every year and they're the best team in the country. But if you were a recruit and you were choosing between, say, LSU, A&M, Georgia, Alabama, and one school offered you the spot to start as a freshman, the other school offered you maybe a spot when you were a junior or you know whatever it may be, you could win more at the school as a junior, but maybe you could play right away, try to change the vibe. Is Jimbo on to something here? Like, would recruits maybe be in favor of going there, even though they're struggling because of a chance to play right away? Uh, yeah, that may be the case. I mean, if I was in their shoes, I'd just go to whoever's offering me the most money these days. There you but, go. Uh, no, <laughs> on a on a somewhat of a more serious note. Uh, yeah, I think uh, he could be on to something. You know, if they if they give him enough time, which I don't know how much patience the uh, the boosters have over there in Atlanta, <laughs> but they give him enough time. I mean, he he, he may be on to something. There, there are guys out there. There are hungry four-star and five-star guys out there that are not just about the spotlight. Or, or maybe some of them are so much about the spotlight that, you know, they're like, bring bring me to a bad team. I want to show everybody how fast I could turn this thing around. I mean, I don't know if that's a good – a good. I don't know if that's a selfish thing or a confident thing. Uh, it, it all depends on who the guy is and how his personality goes, but – I don't see that being an issue. You know, guys who may want to make themselves look even better by going into a situation that needs saving and going and be a hero, sometimes that can make you look better than just going to a good program that you're just going to get plugged into a system and you're going to just look like you're supposed to. Whereas if you go into a bad situation and turn it good, I mean, that's that's huge. That's that's a That's a big attention getter for your future. Taylor, the Saints are playing Monday night football this Monday against the Ravens, and all week long I've been saying <clears throat> this is by far the biggest game of the season because just the difference between being four and five and three and six to me just feels huge. If you're four and five, you'd say, all right, you know, let's win a couple more. We'll get above 500. We're right there. If you're three and six, you've got to win three in a row just to get to 500, and your schedule's tough, so it becomes a, a very difficult task. New Orleans has to win on Monday. I think it's by far the biggest game of the year. You're at home. You're facing Lamar Jackson. It's a huge game coming up Monday night. You're right, man. You're right. I um, 
and something about the Ravens. You know, I was really impressed with them earlier in the year, and the last few games I really wasn't. Uh, I think the Saints have a chance to win, especially coming off the momentum of what they just did to the Raiders. Uh, you know, maybe something clicked, something, some switch got flipped somewhere, and they, they're starting to find it, man. I, uh, But, yeah, you're right. This is uh, pretty much a must-win for the Saints. You know, this, this could determine the rest of the season right here. You know, it feels like, and maybe it's more complicated than this, maybe I'm just oversimplifying it, but it feels like since Dennis Allen has said, all right, Andy Dalton's the dude, like, looked like they just played more freely against Las Vegas. You know, the defense was relaxed, and Andy Dalton wasn't turning it over. The offense was making plays around him. And Coach Brian Colley said this on Monday, and I think he might be on to something. I think everybody supports the decision to make Dalton the starter, even Jameis Winston, like he looked like he was having more fun on the sideline, cutting up and having yeah. a good time. Like it feels like even he's in support of just kind of resting for a little while and getting healed up. And the whole team seems to be in a better place now than they were maybe a month ago. Yep, yep, that is that is an excellent point. Uh, I saw the same thing and noticed the same thing. Uh, Jameis Winston looks. I'm not saying he's happy to be hurt, but he looks. He appears to be really happy in his position. Just as a still becoming healthy backup QB. I mean, Andy Dalton, Andy Dalton isn't a slouch, man. I mean, people forget that he used to put up legit numbers on a horrible team for so many years. I mean, he's not a bad quarterback. Yeah, he had a couple of bad games for the Saints this year, but the Saints have had a bunch of bad games. I mean, it, it's not that, – that wasn't on Andy Dalton. I uh, I think Jameis being behind him, I mean, he's he's getting to learn even more, and he's having a good time, you know, the camaraderie of the guys on the bench just supporting their brothers out there on the field. Uh, you could tell, yeah, Jameis, is, uh, Jameis seems to be enjoying himself. And, you know, good on him. He's staying hot. He's staying ready. And he's, he's staying excited for whenever his time comes back into play. Bro, I don't know if you stayed up last night to watch the Pelicans. It ended really late, and, you know, I know that a lot going on at the house with the new baby and everything like that. The, the Pelicans lose last night 120-117. to Tough night. Uh, you, you fall to a rival in the Lakers. You don't play well. You still got some injuries and everything of the sort. Uh, the Pelicans are 4-3. and three, But, man, look, I'm going to sound like a hater right here, so so brace yourself. I it, It's becoming a little bit tedious and a little bit burdensome like Zion Williamson just doesn't guard at all um he's a great offensive player he just doesn't guard at all and earlier this season there were some games late in the game where they're like taking him out putting in somebody else to play defense it's frustrating dude but it's like you're so big you're so strong you're so fast you're so athletic if you could get the ball and you could drive past somebody and go dunk it then you could also get in a guarding stance and not let somebody drive past you and I, I concede I'm a James Harden fan. He hasn't played much defense in his career, so maybe I'm not the wrong, the right person to deliver this message. But boy, Zion's got to get better in that second phase. It's tough. He's not a very good defensive player. Yeah, yeah, you're right. He, um, and you already touched on it. I mean, look at the guy. Look where he's come from. Look, look everywhere he's been. I mean, he's he's just been the man everywhere he goes. He's been the best. He's been the most athletic. He's been such an offensive game changer that you know he appears to be an awesome defender because he out jumps everyone for rebounds and he gambles on steals and gets them and goes dunking on the other end. You know, steals are great, but that doesn't make you a good defender. I mean, you're just athletic and that's it. You're gambling. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. To just being 
being willing to put yourself between, you know, the ball and the hole, put yourself between the man and the hole, not let, you know, taking some pride, not letting the guy drive past you. Uh, you're right. I don't, I don't see that from him. He's, he's never had to do it. He brought so much other good stuff to the floor that it's just never been a point of emphasis for him. And everyone's just let it slide because of who he is. But, you know, now it's, it's time for him to step it up. You, uh, you're absolutely right right there. I, I don't know who's got to deliver the message, but somebody's got to work with him. You know, I talked about this on yesterday's show, and it's kind of interesting. James Harden's team is four and five. Jim, Jimmy Butler's team is four and five. Kevin Durant's team is two and six. Um, let's see. We've also got Kawhi Leonard's team is four and four. Steph Curry's team is three and five. LeBron James' team is two and five. It feels like, bro, like that whole era which ruled the league for such a long time, Kawhi, LeBron, Steph, Harden, all those great players. You look at the standings right now, it's actually the Jason Tatums and the Giannis and the Trey Youngs and the Devin Bookers and the Ja Morant. Like It feels like that baton is slowly being passed. And the point that I made yesterday is that I think some point midseason, the old guys are going to kind of wake up from their slumber and they'll be like, hey, man, like, it's not our time to give it up just yet. I think this is going to be a fun year because it's kind of that young versus old and it's kind of they're grappling for their, to keep their spot. I think this is going to be a fun NBA season, man, because we're kind of in between eras right now. Yep. Yep. You're right. You're right. Um, you could see there is some sort of youthful takeover that, that they're trying to make happen. I mean, who knows if the old guys are going to let it happen or not. But, yeah, I think you're right. They're, they're going to they're gonna wake up at some point. It's such a long season. I mean, we see this. We see this very often. You know, think about uh, when the Warriors went off to their hot start, and you know they finished with 70, 73 wins or whatever. I mean, those guys were young back then. That wasn't just a year or so ago. You know, times are changing. Guys are getting older, and the league, the league is evolving again. We we just we witness. We we live through this cycle every seven or eight years, and. Uh, like I said, it's a long season. There's uh, there's time, but I am noticing what you're noticing, and it, it's really it's interesting and it's it's fun to watch unfold. So let's talk some WWE and Crown Jewel. I'm going to play a clip for you because I think Roman Reigns cut one of the best promos of the year, and it wasn't even with the mic in his hand. It was just kind of into the camera after his promo. I don't know if you'll be able to hear this, Taylor, but the listeners will be able to hear. It. Let me play this for a second, then I'm going to ask you about Crown Jewel. Okay. tired of being humble i'm tired of letting people think they got a chance this is my show this is my camera i run it all he's angry talking into the camera yelling at the paul brothers yelling at everybody turtle i remember a day when roman reigns stunk and he was forced down our throats and he was a guy that everybody was trying to get off of the tv this dude is exceptional now he is must watch tv he was great in the ring monday he was great out of the ring monday i can't wait to see the pay-per-view now just based on what he's saying, he's fired up, he's jacked up, and he has turned a new leaf. That dude is ridiculous, man. Yes, yes. The, I love the anger. I love the passion. Uh, I love 
what he's evolved into, and he's starting to turn into, you know, just like his gimmick says, more and more people are acknowledging him. Like, man, he is the man. Like, he's he's must-see TV. He's becoming a likable heel, which is so hard to do, but he's money. People can't wait to see him lose. People can't wait to see him win. People can't wait to see him dominate, cut promos, get angry and yell at the camera, get hostile and violent outside of the ring, and perform in between the ropes. The dude is money, and he is he is that guy right now. He's carrying the torch, and he's not going to let it go for a while. You know, they're playing the whole angle of Logan Paul has a plate in his wrist or whatever, and he could knock you out, almost like the old Lex Luger thing from when we were kids. Remember when Lex Luger had a plate in his elbow and he would cheat and he would knock people out with it? <laughs> they're almost trying to play the, that same thing. Um, what's the chances that he drops the title this week? And I think it's slim and none, 1%, 3%. I don't think it's very likely. What's the percent chances that we get a huge upset that will shock us all on Saturday? Uh, I think it's zero. I think it is absolute zero. I think um, whatever money deal WWE did with Saudi Arabia, as soon as that comes to a close, I think they're done. I think the guys are frustrated and had enough of traveling over there every so often. I think um, I think the fans here are tired of trying to watch it at you know one o'clock in the afternoon, whatever it plays. Um, I, I myself am for sure. I can't wait till they're done with those shows. Um, I think they're just going to continue to go through the motions and collect their money and finish out this Saudi Arabia deal and be done with it. I think there's no point in changing hands with the titles over there. I mean, I understand, you know, Vince's old thing of if it didn't happen on TV, it didn't happen. Yes, of course we're going to get it on TV, but, you know, his saying goes back to when there wasn't worldwide televised broadcast here. I don't think it's worth doing a major title change in Saudi Arabia. That, that, that does nothing for you. I think they've they've done enough over there. They got their fans. They they made them happy, and I I, I don't think they're going to continue to be contractually obligated to keep going there. You know, maybe once every couple of years, whatever. But it's uh, the Saudi Arabia thing's getting old. I don't think that, there's no way they're going to do a major title change for this show. Bro, it's maybe not the most compelling story because, you know, I, I don't think that the story even makes much sense because you got Bobby Lashley saying that Brock Lesnar is a Bobby Lashley wannabe when Brock Lesnar was actually successful in MMA and Bobby Lashley wasn't. And Brock Lesnar's a multi-time champion and Bobby Lashley wasn't. But just for the sake of the physicality, those dudes are going to beat the hell out of each other. And I'm looking forward to seeing how stiff that one could potentially get. But something tells me deep down those guys genuinely don't like one another and there's a little bit of maybe professional jealousy from Lashley. That's going to be pretty sniffer snug, as they say in the industry. That's going to be a very physical matchup. <laughs> yep, yep, you're right, you're right. Uh, one thing we could definitely guarantee is going to happen, somebody's going to get speared through the, uh, <laughs> the guardrail <laughs> right next to the timekeeper. I'm sure they're going to make their way around. There's going to be some chairs, some kendo sticks. It's going to be violent. It's going to be stiff, like you said, but that. At the end of the day, they're going to be professional. They're going to put on a show, and that's two big physical monsters that are just going to abuse each other and uh, do everything they can to entertain us. Is there any chance, and I saw this posed on the Internet, is there any chance that Roman defeats Paul 
Paul after the match and maybe lands like his lucky shot or whatever, and then we see a cash in. I tend to think you're going to say no because you didn't. You don't want the title change in Saudi Arabia. But is there any chance the theory butts his head into this and gets involved? I think he does, and I think he fails again. Okay, I could see that. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't be shocked if he does make his presence known, but I don't think he's going to find success there. Is he going to ever become the champion? Dude, he hasn't won since he got that briefcase. He's on like a 20-match losing streak. Is he ever going to become the champion? I don't think so. I, I, I don't think. I think they're just going to do just enough to uh, keep his character interesting, and I hope they've learned from not forcing the next new thing down our throats, and I think they're just going to, keep them at bay they're going to keep them enough to like i said keep things watchable but they're not going to force it so bad to where we uh we're sick of him and and we're booing him just because he's here you know very interesting brother we thank you so much for the time we'll chat again soon my man have a great weekend yep same to you man thanks and as always go tarps and god bless america that is Taylor Griffin doing an excellent job, as always. We had to rain check with the turtle, but he was worth the wait. Let's catch a break when we get back. We're going to Darian Jenkins with South Lafouche Girls Basketball. She'll be chatting with us about her girls basketball team, but also about the volleyball team, which got a big win over Ellender last night. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. The music on the bayou, the all-new Raging Cajun 102.7 FM. As a father of triplet girls, State Representative Tanner McGee defended our conservative family values in the legislature. Now, he wants to bring those same values to the Court of Appeal. A respected attorney with over a decade of legal experience, Tanner McGee will be a judge who upholds the Constitution, defends the rule of law, and protects our families from violent criminals, just like he protects his own. Tanner McGee for Judge. Paid for by the friends of Tanner McGee. It's the Black Friday sales event at Southland Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Rams, long-lasting new pickups, or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Whether you need a truck for work or home life, the Ram will do its job. Southland Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. Become a part of something bigger and join the team. We're currently hiring for drivers, warehousemen, riggers, crane operators, and forklift operators to work out of Port Fouchon. So apply now at danos.com or call 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. At Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation. got me all fired up we were talking about some high school basketball in the last segment of the show with taylor griffin and then now 
We even keep the train rolling even further. We've got Darian Jenkins with South Lafouche on the line now. Coach D, good afternoon. How are you? Hey, Casey. I'm doing good. How are y'all? Doing just fine. Look, I, I know you're jacked up as I'm jacked up. You guys are practicing, getting ready for the new season. It's a new year, some new personnel, some new players. Uh, give us a rundown of how the Lady Tarpons are looking so far. Yeah, we're super excited. Um, we've been practicing a lot. We had a few girls out with doing other sports. So, like, volleyball was really doing well. Um, but now we have, like, those freshmen that are finished. The JV girls are finished. So, for the most part, we have our girls back. I think we're just missing, like, one or two girls that are in other sports. So, I mean, we've been in the gym for the last few weeks, and our girls have been hustling, like, I'm just so excited. I feel like I've been waiting forever, and it's finally here. Um, so we start next week as our first Jamboree game. So I'm super excited. Uh, we do have a few girls that actually had took some time off in the past few years, and they're back. Uh, like Jolie Melisson had stepped away from the game for a while, and she's back this year along with uh, Jenna Molinaire. So that's two juniors that are going to put in some work this season that I'm excited for. Coach, I got to tell you, you're going to find out where you stand right away because your first game is against John Curtis. They've won the state championship a zillion years in a row. They they got them coming down uh, to to play you guys at your place. So right out of the shoot, you're going to find what you got to work on against a very very prolific team. Yeah, and we're super excited. We're up for the challenge. We know John Curtis has always been very good in the past, and I'm sure they're going to be very good this year as well. I mean, just to give our girls like just a difference in talent across the board. Like I need them to be ready for anything. So when we reached out to John Curtis and they agreed to play, I was ready to go. I mean, um, like you said, they've won the state championship multiple times. So to have those girls on the floor with ours to start off the season is definitely going to give us a good look at how our season's going to play out and what things we're going to have to work on and things that we do well at. So I'm super excited, and so are the girls. It's a little bit of a younger group. You lost a big senior class and a very talented senior class. So it's going to be some players that are maybe going to be getting their first taste of varsity or if it's not their first taste of varsity it'll be their first taste maybe as a starter or maybe playing an extended role how are they handling those expectations so far um overall they're really stepping up and i'm super surprised we have 10 freshmen on the team and honestly some of those girls might be seeing some varsity playing time this year i mean for the most part freshmen across the board we have the most of so we have 10 freshmen three sophomores about seven or eight juniors and only two seniors so those younger girls are definitely going to have to step up and I mean we worked throughout the summer and then now starting this year and they're keeping up with those older girls which is awesome um, to just see at a young age that they can keep up and understand the game that quick so it really gives us something to look forward to and like I said they've been working their butts off and they're really practicing hard so we're excited. Got about 11 days till the start of the season. What are some things you're hoping to see between now and then to let you know that you guys are ready to roll? Um, I mean, our girls just need to keep showing up. Every day in practice, I see improvement. So as long as we can keep doing that. And, I mean, we always are bringing in different um, opportunities that might pop up, like different occurrences that might happen in the game. So we're working on a lot of things like that. Um, last year, we were pretty fast. So this year, it's a little bit different. Um we're not as fast as we were last year, and I know we're going to get pressed by a lot of teams. So we've been practicing a few different press breaks and different situations that might come up in the game because I know that people are going to press us for sure. I mean, last year a lot of teams didn't press us because they knew how fast we were, so this year is going to be a little, little bit different. So just to have those girls prepared ahead of time for situations that might come up, that's what's going to uh, put us on top, I think. I asked Brody this question on Tuesday, and the question was how do you make sure that 
B.J. Daniels is playing within the game because you guys got a great player in Ellie Lorraine. And, you know, everybody else knows that you guys got a great player in Ellie Lorraine. So they're going to be shading their defense on her and, you know, maybe doubling her box and one trying to take her out. How do you make sure, you know, that she's focused and that she's locked in and that she's just being herself and not trying to do too much? Right. And she definitely knows that she has a lot on her shoulders this coming season. But it's good to know that it's not anything new to her. You know what I mean? Like, she's been playing and starting for the last few years, so she's definitely already had her time in the varsity setting, which is great. Um, my main focus is to keep Ellie healthy because this summer she had got hurt, her foot, and it still messes with her every now and then. So first and foremost, we need to keep her healthy because having her in the game is a big difference than having her out the game. So we definitely need her in. But um, like I said, we've been working in practices for different situations that might occur. So we have special plays set up in case she does get boxed in one and stuff like that. But overall, I think Ellie's ready for it. She's a great team leader. And as long as we can keep her positive and have the team feeding off of her positive energy, I think we'll be good to go. But yeah, she really is going to be a big help this year for sure. Jamboree wise, I know you said you guys are getting rolling next week. Where's that going to be? What time? All that good stuff. Give us a rundown in case anybody wants to go check y'all out. Yeah, so our jumbery is going to be Wednesday, November 9th, and it's going to be at uh, Thibodeau High School, and we're going to be playing Central Lafouche at 5.30. Okay, good deal. That'll be an opportunity to get some good work, too. I know the Lady Trojans have a lot of uh, your players coming back. They're excited as well, so it'll be a good opportunity to, to face a quality opponent. Right, definitely, and um, Central Lafouche even won uh, our parish and um, whatnot, the little tournament we had this summer, so Central definitely has been putting in work as well throughout the summer. And like you said, they didn't lose many girls from last season, so they're definitely ready. I know my girls are ready, so it's gonna, it should be a good game for sure. Coaches tell me often uh, that they make the most strides just professionally in the in year two as opposed to year one. Year one's a lot of, you know, hey, I'm just trying to figure this out. There's some things that you know maybe administratively that I need to do that I didn't know that I needed to do, and a lot of learning. You're in year two now. Uh, is it coming a little easier to you? Like, do you have a more? Are you in more of a groove now, knowing you know? Hey, I've been through this before. I know what to expect. Yes, definitely. Last year, it was really everything happened so fast, and all these things were getting thrown at me. And I mean, we have a great system here with Coach Colley and everything helping me out. And I mean, he still helps me out. But like, just having that one year under my belt, knowing like what's coming up, what to expect, it really does help. Along with being a teacher at South Lafouche now, being with the girls every day helps out a lot. Um, instead of me having to text them throughout the day when they're in class and I have to wait till they're getting out of class and everything. So just being here overall makes everything easier. But, yeah, definitely now that it's year two, I know what to expect and I know what's ahead. So that helps out a lot. Promised everybody some Lady Tarpon volleyball talk here in this segment. You're an assistant coach with that program. Coach, whenever I saw the brackets come out and I saw that it was Ellender, I'm not going to lie, you know, on one hand, it was like, okay, this is a team that South Lafouche could beat. But on the other hand, you go look and, okay, the last time you all had played, Ellender got the better of you all. I watched it on Facebook Live last night. There was no doubt. The ladies dominated. It was not close. Winning straight sets. All three set victories were decisive. That was as well as that team has played in a while. I'm sure you got to be awfully proud. Oh, we are so proud. All three coaches, just seeing how far these girls have come in the last few months, they have been working their butts off since the last, uh, since the summer and just seeing it all play out how it did last night was amazing that was definitely the best those girls have played in a while and same thing when we seen that we were playing Ellender we knew we had a chance um and they had beat us in district but we had beat them twice during the summer so I knew I was like okay it's going to be a close game but I think we got it 
And for those girls to just go in there and play like they did last night, it was just amazing to watch. The chemistry was great, and everything was just so exciting. And for them to take it in three sets like that, it was so crazy. But tomorrow we're going and play uh, Ben Franklin. Our game's at 4.30 for the second round. So if we can just go in with that high energy and that positivity, I think we're going to do well tomorrow night as well. One win away from potentially going to the state tournament. I'm sure the kids are excited. I'm sure you're super excited. Man, that's a great opportunity, isn't it? Oh, definitely. It's amazing. It's an amazing feeling. We're so happy for the girls. And just to see the excitement and determination on their faces, it's awesome. You know, one of the things that put a smile on my face is I was actually looking at Riley Brantley's pictures last night, and I kept noticing, like, it was packed. And then she also got a picture of the kids, like, kind of surrounded by the student section, and, like, the, the fans turned out. They turned out in support, and I'm sure that in a smaller gym like the LCO gym, I'm sure it was probably loud and rowdy in there, and I'm sure that they made a big difference as well. Oh, most definitely. Every time we have that student section, the girls feed off of that energy so much. And just having that LCO gym last night packed and so loud, I mean, in any game, it just gives the home team so much more advantage, and they're just so much more excited and ready to go. It was great. All the way around, they had smiles everywhere on our side, and it was just awesome feeling it was awesome coach i'm being told and i don't want to get anybody's hopes up too high i'm being told there's a small chance that we can maybe get home basketball games at the big gym down the body at the back end of the year it's crazy because you're approaching your second year you haven't even had a home game yet um i'm <laughs> sure at times you know, maybe in the middle of the night when you're tossing and turning you're know, having a hard time sleeping you're thinking man this is gonna be so much fun to be in that gym i just want to get in there so bad Oh, yeah, and it's so frustrating to know, like, these people are working so hard, but it's just not getting there. But, I mean, I'm just patiently waiting. Um, the last thing I've heard, it was they're still saying February. So, I mean, we have games in February. So, hopefully, if we can, like, push it up a little bit to January and have it ready, that would be even better. But, like I said, I'm not getting my hopes up. When it happens, it happens. But um, good news is today, actually, our practice gym became available to you. Hey, now. So at least we can start practicing at school, which is so much better. We might not, we can't play a home game in there, but at least we can practice. So I'll take what I can get. Before we let you go, your non-district home games last year were at the Lockport Recreation Center. Is that still going to be the case this year? Um, no, actually, our games are going to mostly be played at Central. So okay. Central is going to be our home location. We do have two games at the Lockport Rec Center, though. Okay, sounds um, like a winner. We had a mix-up with the with the scheduling and central has a home game that night so yeah we have two games at the lock court right this year good deal coach thanks so much for the time good luck in volleyball on tomorrow and also good luck as you're preparing the team for the year no problem thank you yep that is coach darian jenkins doing a wonderful job can't wait to see it's gonna be a bunch of new faces right you know a lot of uh graduating seniors no more ava petrie no more madison ryan you know no more savannah dominique and you know, madeline bourgeois and abby collins that's a lot to replace um but she says they got some young talent coming up and can't wait to see how it shakes out. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we're talking some LSU Alabama. It's play-by-play on KLEB. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow. The music on the bayou, the rage and Cajun, 1600 AM, KLEB, and 102.7 FM. Heather Hendricks here, your candidate for Lafouche Parish Judge Division A. Everyone votes in this race, from the Fouchon to the St. John community, up, down, and across the bayou. I've been your prosecutor for eight and a half years, trying over 100 jury and judge trials with federal, state, and local experience. 
Before practicing law, I was an eighth grade teacher in the public schools for 11 years. So remember, Heather Hendricks for judge. Early voting begins October 25th, and the election is November 8th. Paid for by the Committee to Elect Heather Hendricks. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear. Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe, effective, guaranteed. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. There are over 3,600 RV dealerships in North America, and just over 1% of those earn the prestigious Top 50 Dealer Award. Fence RV is proud to be in that 1%. Being a Top 50 dealer takes dedication to our customers, offering the best RV brands in the market, great service, and a huge parts selection. Our goal at Fence RV is to enhance customer experiences through our commitment to customer satisfaction. Come on over to Bents RV to experience a top 50 dealer or visit us at BentsRV.com. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you and load your groceries into your car it's just that easy rouse's markets feels like home did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season well this year go with industrial power systems your only local power generation professional serving lafouche for over 18 years we offer sales service installation and maintenance on all major brands of residential commercial industrial and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. Some people just have a knack for being there when you need them the most. Like your third grade classmate who sticks up for you against that bully. The neighbor who gives you a jump start. And the friend who chases away that flock of geese at your outdoor wedding. Your state farm agent has your back too. Through good times and the not so good. And who's got your agents back? State Farm, the company people have trusted for more than 90 years. We're here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today at 985-632-0988. It's play-by-play. We've got two more segments to go. And, you know, it's time. It's Thursday. It's time that, you know... Get ready for the weekend. I've been asking people all week long their thoughts on LSU and Alabama, right? Ask Coach Colley his thoughts. Ask Stan his thoughts. Ask Turtle his thoughts. It's time that I give you mine. Um, there are some things here in this matchup that are more intriguing to me than others, and I think that there are some some clear things that LSU has to do. You ask me, do I think the Tigers have a chance? It's not a great one, but I do think they have a chance. You're at home. 
You're facing a team that has fairly comparable talent to you and a team that, quite frankly, isn't playing that great throughout the course of the year. Alabama could have three losses right now. They could have lost to Texas A&M. They could have lost to Texas, and they did lose to Tennessee. They could have three losses right now, and this entire thing would look differently. From LSU's perspective, we start with this. Special teams have got to be a, a neutral asset, if not a positive asset. You cannot get a kick blocked. You cannot miss a field goal. You can't allow a long return, any of this nonsense, if you want to have any snowball chance in hell beating Alabama. And this is a phase of the game that Nick and his staff usually prioritize heavily. This is a game that, or a phase of the game that Nick and his staff usually win. Go back to the 2019 matchup. LSU dominated Alabama, but it was close on the scoreboard. Why? Alabama ran a kickback, or punt back, rather. Special teams have not been great for LSU all year. You've had a bye. You've had opportunities to fix it. It better be fixed. It better be fixed. Because if Alabama's running kicks to the 40 and you know, blocking a punt or LSU shanks a punt, whatever it may be, it's going to be a long Saturday. Those are momentum-changing plays, and those are things that just cannot happen if LSU wants to have any chance on Saturday. The next thing that I'm really interested in seeing can LSU win at the line of scrimmage? It don't have to be every play, but can they win often enough to be competitive? Because last year, Alabama beat LSU, but LSU beat Alabama's ass up front. Alabama had 26 carries for six yards last year. LSU dominated up front. Ty Davis Price had 100 yards rushing. LSU dominated up front. LSU lost to Alabama last year because Max Johnson sucks and couldn't hit the side of a born. They were down at the goal line several chances, just couldn't complete passes. They had opportunities throughout the game. Johnson was missing guys over and over and over. 16 of 32 couldn't hit the side of a born. Can LSU be competitive at the line of scrimmage? Can they stop the run? Can they put pressure on Bryce Young? And on the other side of that, can their young offensive line get a little bit of a push? If they could do those things, they could sustain offense and they can make this game interesting. And then lastly, can they maybe catch a break or two here or there? If there's a tipped pass, you've got to get under it and you've got to intercept it. If there's a one-on-one and you're just chunking it up at the end zone, Jare Jenkins or Booty or whoever, they've got to go up and they've got to make a play. All those little things have to happen. Could it happen Saturday? Sure. I think it could. You beat Ole Miss 45-20. to 20. That's tough. Not very many teams around the country will be able to do that. But a lot of things are going to have to break your way for LSU to have a shot against Alabama on Saturday. It's 6 o'clock kickoff on ESPN. And then I think another big facet of this is LSU's got to have something to feel good about early in the game. LSU's been notoriously slow to wake up for games. They fall behind 17-0, fall behind 21-3 or whatever it may be. That's been all year. That's been through eight games. That's not just like a fluke. 
That's just what they are. They start slow, make some really good adjustments. Now, Coach Kelly, you've had a bye week to get ready. Throughout the course of the year, your initial plan hasn't been very good, And but to your credit, you've tweaked that plan, made adjustments, and have been masterful as the game has evolved. Your initial plan better be ready to go. Because if you surrender 21 straight to Alabama right out of the gate, guess what? <laughs> it's going to be 48 to 6. It's going to be, you know, 35 to 10. It ain't going to be pretty. So that first quarter is going to be key. Special teams are going to be key. And LSU is going to have to win in the trenches. You have to win in the trenches. You have to be able to run the ball a little bit. You have to be able to stop their run a little bit. If it's third and 13 and Alabama knows, hey, Daniels is throwing, they're going to send those rush ends and those great NFL-bound defensive ends and defensive linemen, they're going to take Jaden Daniels' head off. And likewise, on the flip side to that, if it's second and three for Alabama and they could either run and pick up the first down or play action and throw deep and the defense is off balance and doesn't know where they're coming from, they're going to make a bunch of big plays. So who wins first down? and stays ahead of the chains is going to be a big, big facet in this game. Regardless of whether LSU wins or loses, I think that this is going to be an interesting month in Baton Rouge. If you win, you're in the driver's seat in the West, but you haven't yet clinched the West. You're going to have to win road games against Arkansas at a weird time, 11 a.m., a stupid time. You have to win a road game against Texas A&M. Neither of those will be easy. But you'll certainly be playing with momentum and a big chip on your shoulder. Likewise, if you lose, you're likely out of the SEC West chase. But can you finish out strong? How often have we seen LSU teams come into the Alabama game with momentum and then just kind of quit after it doesn't go their way? So those are all things that I'm paying attention to and trying to look for as the Tigers are facing the Crimson Tide. Recruiting-wise, LSU got another great piece of news on the recruiting trail. A top offensive lineman in the 2023 class, DJ Chester, an offensive lineman from Georgia, committed to Brian Kelly and his staff today over Auburn, Ole Miss, Florida State, Michigan, and Florida A&M, who were his other listed finalists. DJ Chester is six foot five, 300 pounds. He's the number 55 player in the country, and he is going to be a big coup to the LSU offensive um, lineup in, in the future. The Tigers are currently the number four recruiting class in the country. And I've told you this on this show before. I love the way that Brian Kelly and his staff are approaching recruiting. I think that Ed had kind of fallen into this trap. And I think certainly Les Miles fell into this trap of, we're just going to get a dude who's got a bunch of stars, make a splash, win the headlines, win the PR game. Brian Kelly's doing an excellent job of, we're going to go get stuff that we need. LSU has a very veteran secondary, right? It's all transfer players. Pretty much all guys that are going to be graduating. That's the one area on the depth chart where LSU's going to be losing a ton. They've got six defensive back commitments. Up front on the offense and defensive lines, Pete Jenkins has told me before, you can't have enough depth there. It's impossible to have too many linemen. LSU's got four offensive linemen committed, 
four defensive linemen committed. That's eight linemen who are coming into this class. Wide receivers. You got a couple seniors there, and Bootie's probably going to the NFL. Got four receivers committed. Then a wise coach once told me you should take one quarterback in every class. You've got a quarterback, Ricky Collins. Everything that LSU's doing on the recruiting trail leads you to believe this team's going to have a ton of talent. They're going to be good at the line of scrimmage. They're going to be gifted. It's going to be a whole lot of fun to see. Can't wait for Saturday. Don't have extremely high hopes for a great result, but can't wait for Saturday. Let's catch a break. When we get back, I'm giving you your betting picks, then we're getting out of here. It's play-by-play on KLEB. If you have a pest control problem, Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business. They carry a full line of professional products for termites, mosquitoes, ants, wasps, fleas, bed bugs, mice and rats, or any other pest control needs you may have. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Call 985-475-3314. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Home health services in South LaFouche are vital right now. Look no further than Lady of the Sea Home Health for the sick, the elderly, and the homebound. Our caring staff makes each day a little brighter, a little better. With quality health care and warm, genuine support, you and your loved ones are the most comfortable, content, and independent in your own home. Speak to your physician today about home health services from Lady of the Sea. Call 985-632-6900 for more information. Quality health care locally for you. Hi, I am Rebecca Robichaud. I am a native of Lafouche Parish, born in Thibodeau. I am an attorney. My law office is on Bayou Lafouche in Raceland. I have been practicing law for 40 years. I have been a tough advocate for all my clients. I will be firm and fair as your judge. Early voting is October 25th through November 1st. Election day is November 8th. I am number 60 on the ballot. Please vote for me. Paid for by the committee to elect Rebecca Robichaud. There are over 3,600 RV dealerships in North America, and just over 1% of those earn the prestigious Top 50 Dealer Award. Fence RV is proud to be in that 1%. Being a Top 50 dealer takes dedication to our customers, offering the best RV brands in the market, great service, and a huge parts selection. Our goal at Fence RV is to enhance customer experiences through our commitment to customer satisfaction. Come on over to Fence RV to experience a Top 50 dealer or visit us at FenceRV.com. As a leader in the oil and gas industry, Joe's Septic Contractors caters to oil field clients, offering vacuum truck service for offshore tanks, vessels, or treatment plants containing sewage or gray water. Their rental department offers state-of-the-art offshore portable toilets with cages and certified safety slings for easy maneuvering. Also, holding tank rentals and portable hand-washing stations. Call Joe's Septic Contractors 24-7 in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville Reserve, and now Odessa, Texas. Visit Joe's Septic at viscom.net. At Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation. Play-by-play here on KLEB. I think we've got a 
call in guests? Let's see. Nope, we don't. We lost them during the break. So we don't have a call in guest here. My bad. Thought that we had somebody that wanted to chime in and talk some sports with us. We've got one segment to go. I want to thank our sponsors one more time for allowing us to be here. Then I'll get you some betting picks. Blue Boot Foundation, Bent's RV Lake, located on Highway 90 in Booty, Southland Dodge and Homa, Industrial Power Systems for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name. Different building materials got you covered for all your roofing needs. Buzz Off, the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. Rouse's Markets feels like home. And Golden Motors, where price is priority, proudly supporting South Lafouche Athletics and community youth sports organizations. If you want to get some betting picks uh, every day, go on over to our Patreon. I'll give you five of them a day. Yesterday, we were 4-1. and one. We had a lot of success, and we hope to stay hot today. It's a light NBA schedule today, but I'm going to go with the Golden State Warriors minus nine over the Orlando Magic. The Warriors will be hungry. They'll be angry, and I think that they'll be looking to get a win today. I'm also going to be looking at today in the NFL. I like... Um, under 45 and a half for the Eagles and the Texans. I think that the Eagles are going to win and kind of sit on that one. And then I also like, let's see the one more that I got for you is going to be passing props. I like over 210 and a half for Davis Mills today against the Philadelphia Eagles. Tomorrow we're going out to Vanderbilt. Um, can't wait for that. It's going to be an opportunity for the Tarpons to try to take on the Terriers in the regular season with some momentum. Uh, it's an opportunity for South Lafouche to try to get another one for their young roster. And for Vanderbilt, the stakes are clear. They've got to win if they want to have any chance to make the postseason. So we'll see how that one shakes out. Should be a whole lot of fun. You'll be able to catch us at uh, around 6.30, open and kick at 7 o'clock. Then also you could stick around for After the Lights presented by Grand Isle Shipyard, where Coach Colley and I will be telling you about everything that will be happening uh, around the state as there's some really, really big games that will be played. Tomorrow's show, we'll have Chandler Gietros on. We'll be talking some Tarpon baseball, some Tarpon freshman football. We'll also have Damian St. Pierre on the line. Who knows what kind of trouble Damian and I are going to get into. We always talk about everything that's happening around the world of local sports. But that's going to be all for me today. Have a wonderful rest of the day. Again, I, I say this every show, taking a peek out of that window. It looks like it's a beautiful day out there. Take advantage of it. Um, Go get a little exercise, maybe hit a couple of golf balls. I plan to do some of that a little bit later today. Have a wonderful rest of the day, y'all. God bless. We'll be back tomorrow. You've been listening to Play by Play on KLEB. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. There are a lot of reasons Tanner McGee spent the last seven years fighting for families in the legislature. But there are three that stand above the rest. Julia, 